0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The March of the Living tells the story of the last generation of Holocaust survivors traveling in Poland with thousands of teenagers from around the world to revisit the sites of the Holocaust and the retrace the death march from Auschwitz to Birkenau, in a journey of remembrance. Filmed in Brazil, Germany, Poland, Israel, and in the U.S., Jessica Sanders takes us on a necessary and educational uh, trip down um, with so many hundreds of young people as well as, as I said, the few remaining uh, survivors of the Holocaust. It's a terrific story. Uh, and the, the film, again, is called March of the Living, and we're joined today by the director of March of the Living, Jessica Sanders. Jessica, welcome to Film School.
1: Hi, thanks so much
0: for having me. Thank you. Um, I guess the obvious question is, uh, how did you find out about this particular, well, where did this particular practice begin of taking young people through this, uh, through this uh, journey, if you will?
1: There's an international organization called March the Living that's been around for 20 plus years, and our film was the 20th anniversary of this march where they basically have been bringing Holocaust survivors who are still living to go to the sites of the Holocaust in Poland with teenagers from 20 countries, and it's this incredible journey that uh, teens with survivors go to about eight camps in Poland, then they go to Israel, and it's the you know, it's the last generation of survivors who've experienced this, and they're all in their 80s and 90s, and um, it's kind of the last living history that you can go back with these people. So it was a really unusual experience to uh, to make this film, and um, it started in Brazil. Uh, the producers were out of Rio de Janeiro, so it was also unusual in that it was a Brazilian production for me as an American director. Mm-hmm. So
0: what's the name of the organization one more time? That that's March the of the Living. That's the name of the organization. Okay. Yes. And if people wanted to find out um, about this, just uh, for their own edification, and, and maybe they have a young one who m- might be interested in doing this, where would they Yeah,
1: be? Um, it's called March of the Living International, okay. and there's 20 participating countries at least. And um, like mm-hmm. in the U.S. alone, there's I think at least 60 um, different cities that participate. And I followed kids from the L.A. group the Sao Paulo group, and the Berlin group.
0: Right. So is that what, how did you get introduced? And, and then at some point you said, you know what, this really deserves to be made into a film. What, what was that sort of process for you?
1: Yeah, well, I was in Brazil doing um, a film about Samba, a totally different subject, and I met a Brazilian producer named LG Tubaldini and he and another Brazilian uh, playwright had this idea for this documentary Cause like i mentioned it was the 20th anniversary of the march of the living um march and they approached me to do a film about it and i had not i mean there's so many holocaust films out there but i hadn't seen one about you know the young people and taking it, seeing it from a more contemporary lens and i was interested in making a doing a different take on you know on the holocaust story and also i was re- interested that the film generated from brazil and Um, I just, I really wanted to do something different. So not having archival footage in the film, it's all contemporary cinematography. Um, My whole crew, my team was Brazilian. My composer, Pedro Bronfman, who's incredible, did this incredible score um, with all kind of uh, non-string instruments, very kind of more Brazilian, unusual instrumentation. And I was also interested in that um, the survivors who experienced, who were able to survive. They were all teenagers or kids when they experienced it. Now they're going back with teenagers, and I like this youth connection. Um, so I, I was just really interested in making a very different kind of Holocaust film that we've never seen before.
0: What I like about um, March of the Living is this idea of the, sort of a legacy project, if you will, for uh, it. often, you, as you said, a lot of films about the Holocaust, fiction, nonfiction, uh, and and yet I have—I don't think I've seen any where you... Where the, they're in l- younger people, people who obviously um, may or may not even have much uh, knowledge about the Holocaust. One of the things that's brought up in in your film is some of the some of the youngsters, uh, teenagers, really had really very little understanding of what had actually happened uh, in that time. So that that's in, that's a a wonderful way to make this living history. Was that is that a fair assessment of? Of the some of the people, I, I'm not assuming that no one knows about the Holocaust. I think they have an understanding, but was did you were you surprised in any way by sort of a a lack of understanding or or historic perspective on the Holocaust in, in making this film?
1: I mean, I, a lot of the kids are Jewish, so they they have some knowledge about it, and even mm-hmm. I'm half Jewish, so I've you know, grown up knowing about it. But I think it's not until you're actually there and you're walking through you know Auschwitz, you're walking through Majdanek you're seeing these like rooms full of hair and eyeglasses and, you know, there's a mound of ashes the size of, like, two city blocks in Maidonic and you see the scale and you feel it and you smell it and through the film, I mean, I'm hoping that you can actually go to these places by, you know, by by seeing the film, you're on a journey with these young people and these survivors and, um, like, for myself and also for the the young people, I mean, I, I think until you actually go there, you don't I mean, you, you have a sense of it. I've read you know, so many books about it. I've watched films about it. But actually going to these places with people who experience it just takes it to a whole other level that right, right. is really profound.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm, again, I, I don't want to beat this point to death. I just, that, <laughs> it's just an understanding that when the Holocaust, the beginning of the Holocaust, as shocking as it is for some of us, started almost 75 years ago. I mean, we're, we're, we're rapidly approaching a point where, you know, for a lot of people, this is just something in a, a, a notation in a history book. And for a lot of us who have grown up with people who live through that period of time, it's a very different story. So, again, one of, the nice, one of the wonderful things about March of the Living is this kind of continuing thread that, that people are, are getting from the remaining people who are still alive from that period of time.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the kids like now they've graduated college since I've shot the film, and a lot of them. Um, this one girl, Haley Miller, works for a human rights organization. A lot of kids are in education now, and they've really taken what they learned and applied it to their lives, or you know, they've used it and were inspired by it in a really meaningful way. So, it's it's really been cool to see how it has affected a lot of a lot of the kids who went. Now the film
0: is now available on video on demand and it's also available tell us the different platforms for people who are interested in seeing uh, March of the Living
1: Um it is being distributed by Visit Films they're a great distribution company and it's going to be on or it's now on iTunes on Amazon on Vimeo um and hopefully more platforms from there but you can you can just you know look up March of the Living film and you'll find it <laughs>
0: And, and by the way, people can go to your website. I'm going to point them to Jessica Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S, film.com to find out more about you and your work, Academy Award-nominated filmmaker as well um, for a short film, Sing, and others. So just let's get a little, little bit into your particular um, film career. What was it that introduced you into the realm of filmmaking?
1: Um, I was actually born into it, both my parents. Are Oscar winning documentary filmmakers. So I, I literally grew up with film in my refrigerator. And I think the first, you know, 10 years of my life was shot on film, on 60 Millionaire Films. I, I grew up in a very artistic, creative family. And um, I went to Wesleyan University. I studied film, made a short film there that did the festival circuit. I was nominated for an Oscar, like you mentioned, um, with my mom when I was 24 about um, one of the best children's choirs in the country. And then I directed my first feature documentary, After Innocence, um, which won Sundance in two thousand five, about a wrongfully convicted people who've been cleared by DNA and what happens once they get out of prison. And I've been, you know, and now I'm, I've, I'm actually about to direct my first narrative scripted feature film that's based on a story from After Innocence. From from where? From my documentary After Innocence.
0: Excellent. Well, c- wow. Congratulations. Uh, have you st- have you, You're in pre production on it, or where are we at? Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's um, based on a best selling book called Picking Cotton that is about a woman named Jennifer Thompson who was raped in North Carolina. And she wrongfully deed a man named Ronald Cotton as her rapist. And after 11 years in prison, they um, are now, uh, he was exonerated by DNA, and now they're friends and activists. So it's a really amazing story of forgiveness.
0: Is it, then this is your first narrative is that what you're saying mm-hmm. okay yeah so, so as you as you prepare for going from <laughs> the documentary film world and to the narrative film world, what do you think are the sort of the the, the lessons that you have or what are you going to take from the documentary film experience into into a narrative context what do you what do you what do you assume at this point will be the the, the tool set that you'll be you'll be bringing to that, that yeah
1: i mean I, I I love having the background of a documentary background Because I've, I've traveled the world Ten times over I've met incredible people And I've, I've shot so much And been in so many intimate And emotional moments And being, you know, Very comfortable In capturing those intimate moments And human moments um, You know, I feel very comfortable And confident in creating that In a more scripted narrative uh, way So um. I, I, I think it's a cool I mean, I, I think it's a cool background To have And a lot of my favorite filmmakers From Michael Apted It's Nelly B. Ferris, um, you know, have a doc to more narrative, back, that that transition background. So a lot of my filmmaking heroes. Scorsese, like, crosses all genres. And, you know, I see myself in you know, I, do, I also direct commercials and short films and music videos. So I, so I, I so love directing everything. So you're
0: used to a scripted environment, obviously. So, I mean, yeah. uh, that's not a problem for you. And you're, I think you're right. Uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of, I do... From this show, there's a lot of documentary filmmakers that come on, and increasingly I'm seeing that transition as well uh, that they, they are making. and Because there's a lot of things I love about documentary filmmakers, and one of them is the uncertainty of their project and the, the willingness to, <coughs> at all costs, no matter what, stay with it. And this sort of article of faith that, that documentary filmmakers are, are, seem to be prone to or drawn to is amazing. Uh, I can't even tell you how many people have been on the show that have worked on a project for eight, nine, ten, eleven years or more, stayed with it, came back to it when they had you know, and just were able to produce wonderful, amazing, unbelievable stories, and the opportunity for us, uh, the audience, to be able to enjoy them is is I, I like I said I don't even know how to say. That's a, that's a big wow! I <laughs> just how you were able to to have that faith in in your project and in yourself really to be able to do that is is remarkable. Um, Thanks. Well,
1: you gotta love what you do and be passionate about the subject and you know the stories that you're telling. And yeah, as long you're, as you as long as you love it, then it's all it's fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and at the end of the day, you're a storyteller. I mean, yeah. both of these genres are about telling stories. And I would just uh, pose one other thing as, as, an, as something y- that you will take from the documentary film world. And that is, in a documentary setting, you have one chance, usually, maybe once in a while you get a second chance, to film something that's really important to the, the development of your story. Y- and you have to be ready to do that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, <laughs> I, and I would think that doing that in a narrative setting is you, you, you control the elements. And so, yeah. but understanding and recognizing the, those moments when you do, when you when you are uh, as a documentary filmmaker, and then being able to transfer into a narrative setting, I think will serve you well,
1: Jessica. <laughs> oh, thank, yeah, there's definitely doc, or filmmaking magic moments where you're just, you know, there's magical things that happen, you know, when, when you, as you said, you're prepared and you're ready <laughs> yeah. to capture it. So, um, And I feel like a lot of those moments are in March of the Living, like things I couldn't have... You know, plan for, imagine this, you know, happened, and we were there to capture
0: it, so. V- very, um, very touching things, and I mean, so many, but I'll just go to the, the woman who's, who was being, uh, they sang happy birthday to her.
1: Very, oh, yes, Erica. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so she cel- yeah, so it was her 80th birthday party, her yeah. 80th birthday that she celebrated at Auschwitz, and when she was a little girl, she jumped into a pool in Auschwitz and, like, swam across it, because she just wanted to, and, you know, the guards didn't do anything, and she survived, and um, so when we came back, she she celebrated her birthday at that same pool um, where she had swum when she was a little girl.
0: Amazing story, remarkable film, uh, and once again, let, let we're by the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Jessica Sanders. She is the director, writer, and producer of the film *March of the Living*. It's now available on video on demand. Uh, I assume all the platforms like iTunes. Tell me where we can...
1: iTunes, Amazon, Vimeo, um, Mark's Living, distributed by Visit Films.
0: Well, continue success. This is a a, a, a wonderful film, um, and uh, you continue your passion that you described, uh, and <laughs> and 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 love what you do. Continue to love what yeah, you do. Uh, and I do. And and, yeah. <laughs> and so, when do we? Should any kind of ballpark ideas to when your uh, your upcoming film may be ready for the world? Is
1: this so- um sometime next year okay. stay tuned right. Picking Cotton you can also read the book that it's based on that um, Jennifer Thompson Ronald Cotton and Aaron Tornio wrote and uh, it's a great great story
0: yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like it and it's such an important story uh, the criminal justice system and is so broken in this country and, and finding more and more and more how just broken it is uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a wonderful work so thank you so much for being a part of film school today Jessica Sanders
1: oh well Thanks for, you know, I I saw the lineup that you have today. It's a great lineup of filmmakers, so thanks for including me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Jessica (laughs) Sanders, the film is March of the Living. You can go to jessicasandersfilm.com, and as you said, March of the Living. um, Is it film dot? What's the? the, uh, Uh, March
1: of the Living International.
0: International. Thank you for being here on Film School. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.